welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. All right, Weight Loss Primer Part 2. So glad you're back with me for episode number 25. If you've been following me and listening to me since the beginning, I thank you, and I'm glad you're here with me. More importantly, I hope you listened to the last podcast from two weeks ago because this is going to be a continuation of that one. So if you have not listened to that, go back and check that out first. In a minute, I will recap the first steps that I went over in that video really quickly just to refresh your memory. But before that, as I always do in my podcast, I'd love to talk about a smaller topic before I get into the bulk of the issue of this of this podcast. And one that I didn't plan to talk about until just yesterday was the unbelievable experience that I had uh, a few nights ago working out with two of my patients. Now, over the last few years, I have had the pleasure of working out with some of my clients and patients. It's so much fun. But never two of them at one time. And even cooler was the fact that Tiffany and Margaret, who I was with, became very good friends after having their weight loss surgery. They both had vertical sleeve gastrectomies about two years ago. And they kind of met through the same doctor, and they really are good friends now. So it was kind of fun to have them together and see the camaraderie that they share um, because they like to hike and do things outside of the gym as well. So seeing them come together and really pump each other up and motivate each other during our workout was great. You could see some pictures of them over on my TikTok account and my Instagram, uh, just if you're curious as to kind of visualizing what we were doing. So what did I learn from them? Well, during the workout, one of them, Tiffany, came straight from work to meet me at 8 o'clock at night on a Friday to then work out for an hour and a half with me to then go home because she had to work Saturday morning at 7 a.m., uh, Margo is a mother of two. She's got a busy work family life. She was busy that day as well. And the whole workout, they just had basically smiles on their faces. And they were just, no matter how hard they had to push and work, they were just so happy, not just to be there with me at that moment, because they also exercise most days of the week, but just in general, because their bodies have lost the weight that they lost, and they feel so much better. So it was really cool to, to witness that right up front. We had a warm-up before the actual strength training workout for about 10 minutes, and while we were warming up, I had a chance to interview them. I wasn't recording it, but I was definitely learning a lot, and I definitely have them, uh, plan to have them on for a future podcast as guests because they have so much to share. But one thing that struck me about them is that before the surgery, they were already getting into habits, especially when it comes to exercise. They were heavier, yes, but they were definitely moving them, their bodies, pushing themselves to get in the habit of exercising so that when they did have the surgery and they started to see that weight drop, they can tell right away how much easier exercise was for them. So both of them equally shared that story in terms of pre-op weight loss surgery, hard work to get those habits established. And I would argue those habits established not only in exercise, but in the world of eating and being prepared to have the right foods around you after your surgery. I will have them explain this when they come on with me, but the main takeaway is if you're going to have weight loss surgery, 
really take advantage of the time it takes to wait for, to get to the surgery, sometimes up to six months if you have an insurance company that makes you wait that long. Really utilize that time and understand how important that time is to make sure you're successful afterwards. Okay, moving on to the main bulky part of this podcast, and that would be part two of the weight loss primer. Again, if you listened, if you haven't listened to part one, please go back and do that. But I'm going to recap it for you really, really fast here. Step one was sit down and journal, journal basically why you, are you going to lose weight. Step two, write a letter to yourself basically from the future, so your future self writing a letter to your current self and what advice you would give to yourself. Number three, uh, understand that weight loss is pretty much a, a lonely ordeal, something you're doing on your own. Accept that. Number four, the water intake has to be on point. The more, the better. Uh, number five, schedule eating around the same time. Try to at least have a pattern of eating and exercise. Number six, what are you eating? You're definitely focusing on protein and fiber, always first. And number seven, don't exercise for weight loss. Just understand that exercise will be there for many other reasons. But as soon as you let go of the correlation between exercise and weight loss, the easier it will be to do it. I hope you can understand that a lot of these steps to get started, and there is a lot of them, I know this, are, are basically um, steps that involve your mental outlook on what's about to happen, basically changing your thought process. Because weight loss is pretty cut and dry. You, you lose weight because you, you basically eat less calories, you move more calories in, calories out, but that part's oversimplified. The really hard part is the mental challenge, and that's why most of my steps when someone just starts out on their weight loss journey involves writing things down, talking to yourself, um, you know, understanding what you're going through in terms of like the loneliness that, a, that is accompanied with weight loss. All right, here we go with step number eight, and this one is going to be a tough one. If you follow my advice, if you trust in me, somebody that you follow and listen to, then you might not have a easiest time doing this one, but it's so simple. I don't want you to weigh yourself at all. I want you to just be, live your life, do the things that we're going to go over that will help you lose weight, will help you lose inches and transform your body. But we're not going to use the scale as any type of indicator, any type of measurement of success or failure. We're just going to let that scale go. Now just let that sink in for a moment. You're not going to weigh yourself. How crazy is that? All we do is weigh. All we do is talk about weight. And here you are. Going to, are you going to accept that? Are you going to actually do this? The answer is, of course you are. Of course you are. Because weighing yourself does nothing for you. It doesn't tell you that much. It tells a number. It doesn't tell a story. It doesn't tell the water weight in your body, the muscle mass, the fat, the amount of fat on your body, um, you know, the waist size and, and the, the waist to hip ratio, so many other measurements. But why don't we just get rid of all that? And just work hard knowing what we're doing is going to work and seeing it when you walk down the street, feeling it when you put on your clothes. I'm all for taking pictures. You can take private pictures of yourself with not much clothes on in, in your bathroom to start. Sure, take pictures. Um, utilize the visuals. Those are so much more powerful. But very few people who embark on a weight loss journey um, refrain from weight. It happens everywhere. 
why don't we try it without weighing? I'm just I'm, I'm reiterating this one because this is a very important step. Get rid of the scale. Know that what you're doing is working and going to work. It's going to be slow, and you're going to want to weigh yourself once in a while just to see if it's working. But again, it's not going to tell you if it's working, even if you lose weight. Because that weight you lost, again, we don't know what it is, and it can easily bounce back up. <laughs> okay, so... If you can come around to not weighing yourself and you're still with me here, let's go into number nine. And number nine, don't count your calories. It is 2022 and nobody is, this country is not getting any lighter, any healthier. And all we've done is weigh ourselves and count calories and many other things that just don't work. Why do we continue to do these things? When... In reality, if we take a step back and really believe that listening to your body, intuitive eating, understanding protein needs first, and fiber, there's no reason that you would have to count calories because your body's going to let you consume what it needs to consume if you train it the right way. So understand the, the concept of calorie density. Understand that one bite of food can have one calorie in it or 50 calories in it, depending on what that bite is. The bite of peanut butter versus the bite of uh, a vegetable such as a, uh, broccoli. A bite of um, uh, salad dressing with uh, uh, lettuce with salad dressing all over it versus a bite of uh, strawberry. There's a big difference in the amount of calories in those various food items. And they're all okay to eat. However, when you're eating intuitively and you're eating mindfully, you're going back to step number six, and that's protein, fiber first, and then fat and carbs can fill in the gaps afterwards. You need dietary fat, all sorts of different types of dietary fat, but because of the density of fat, nine calories per gram versus four calories per gram of carbs or proteins, you have to be very mindful of how much of that that you add to your food, whether you're pouring it on top or you're cooking your food in it. So fat can contribute calories without satiating you, without making, you know, allowing you to feel satisfied, whereas that protein is going to be leaner. And, and, and to a certain extent, the carbs are going to be leaner. But the carbohydrates, why they come in last is simply because they're easier to consume in large quantities. So we want to keep those at the tail end of the eating time. So to recap, we're not going to weigh ourselves. We're, we're going to trust the process. We're not going to count calories because we're going to trust the process as well of when we eat what we eat is going to be a lot of bites of food, but not a lot of calories associated with those bites. And that allows us to eat a, so much variety of food without feeling any type of way about it, any type of guilt about it, or any feelings of, wow, I sure did mess up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy my whole diet now. The whole concept of messing up, the whole concept of feeling guilty and feeling like you ruined the day or the week is just going right out the window. Those types of thoughts squash and kill uh, momentum. And momentum is what we need to continue building on and, and utilizing and not having thoughts that squash it. Like, again... I just ruined this day. I had, I had, I was gonna have one Oreo cookie and I had five Oreo cookies, which leads me to step number ten. And step number ten is also very important, as as all these steps are. 
And that is, have a reason why you eat, but there's never a bad reason or a food or anything that has to do with eating. There's never, if you had a, a slice of cheesecake, you ate it because your, your reasoning for eating it was because you craved it, it had fat and sugar, and you really, really wanted to eat it. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You don't have to feel guilty or bad or wake up the next day and feel like you have to exercise twice as hard because weight loss is a slow burn. It can accommodate those types of foods or those types of veering off of what you would consider a diet and still lose weight. And that's where patience comes in. I'll keep the concept of patience in the same step. It could be its own step. But so many people who attempt weight loss get discouraged. They run out of patience after a while, and then they give up. Because we're not weighing ourselves every day, because we're not counting calories, the concept of patience can just be kind of eliminated because we're not in a hurry to get to tomorrow to step on that scale to see if what we ate today worked or not. It's, it's weathering the storm, the ups and downs, the days where you feel like you did really well and the days where you beat yourself up a little bit. This is where, in the long run, you are going to thrive when you feel like you're free of those thoughts. Okay, even though I said don't count calories, and I mean that and I really don't want you to, if you feel like you're lost in terms of you just have no clue how much food to eat um, in terms of protein or fiber or even carbs or fats, feel free to reach out to me. DM me over on Instagram, dietitian underscore dad. Um, you can email me, um, registeredietitianmike at gmail.com. And I am happy to give you um, a little bit of help there if you, if you just don't know where to start. Because I know this podcast has a lot of information in it and it can get a little bit overwhelming. Okay, we are in step 11. Step 11, one of my favorite steps, and that's the concept of strength training for exercise. And I've done a whole podcast on strength training. Go back and listen to that if you want more details about it. But many, multiple studies point to strength training as the most beneficial form of exercise, especially for fat loss over cardio. Please be active, go for hikes, go for walks, get cardio in. But if you're doing no strength training, that has to change if you want to see permanent weight loss and notice your body changing over time. I won't repeat myself on this podcast because I did a whole podcast on it, but you don't need a gym. You can work out and strength train at home with your own body weight. You can use stuff around the house. There's really no excuses unless you have multiple knees and hips and shoulders and back injuries that really prevent you from doing that. And in that case, I can understand. But most people can find... Um, a strength training program that suits their body and what they're capable of doing. So really pursue that. Um, there's, of course, YouTube channels that have tons of strength training videos. You can look into hiring uh, experts, personal trainers to help you, whatever you feel like you can do. But this is um, something that you have to be doing. All right. Well, you know what? I'm a little exhausted thinking about all the steps I've gone through in these last two um, podcasts. So I, I know you probably are too. And I just want to let you know, if you've listened this far, there's so much more to weight loss and there's so much more to bettering your health than, than the things I went over. So don't get me wrong. I can go over probably another 20 steps, but I hope these were helpful for you and I hope that you can take these and utilize them. There's, you know, there's, there's so many more factors that come into play, um, genetics, uh, stress, uh, cravings for sure, you know, hunger. You know, ghrelin levels that you produce, 
you might find that my, my advice is good, but it still might not work for you based on some, some certain factors, health history, diabetes, PCOS, so many things there. In a funny way, it kind of reminds me of, you know, I'm on TikTok a lot, so I'll see a bunch of, uh, grit, you know, get rich quick videos come up or, or side hustle videos where you can make tons of money. And at first, you're just, your brain goes, oh, that seems so easy. I'll be, making, uh, I'll be making thousands of dollars in no time. And then you watch the video and all of a sudden, the person doing it has like all these steps you have to do. And by the time you get to step number five, you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to do that. Uh, I give up. I'm not even going to try it now. So you just, you just move on. Uh, so much for that. So that could be the same thing here. I mean, you feel great. Okay, step one, I can do that. Step two, I'm good. Oh boy, now he's on step nine. I, I, and then it's like, whoa, I don't think I can do all of this. But that's what separates certain people. The people that say, I can't do this, move on, and then they just stay the same. And then that small percentage of people that actually attempt it will have the rewards. In my case, the TikTok case, maybe they'll make some extra money, but a more you know a better reward in this case is they will like yourself hopefully listening to this and doing it will see the success and the weight loss. And I want to say this is whether you have weight loss surgery or not because if you know me I, I'm in the, you know I talk a lot about weight loss surgery, but this applies to um, weight loss as well. And I don't want to downplay the role of weight loss surgery and how hard it is to lose weight and keep it off. So please don't don't take that this way. Um, there's there's still a lot of factors that may prevent somebody from being successful on their own. And before I leave you, I must, I guess I should have one more step for you. And that would be hiring a coach, hiring somebody that you trust that can help coach you along through this type of process that can be there to hold your hand. Now, yes, I do some coaching myself, as you probably know. So it's kind of a shameless plug for myself, but really, honestly, if you hire somebody else, somebody who's a dietitian or maybe somebody who's a health coach in a different field. There's so many great people out there who do great work. And um, if, if you have the means to do that and you, and you feel like that would help you, you should definitely reach out and pursue that because that could be somebody that can really guide you along the way. All right. Well, if you, want, if you listen to both this podcast and part one, I so much appreciate you. I hope you got a lot out of this. I will see you back here in two weeks for another great episode of the Dietitian Dad podcast. Until then, stay safe, work hard. See you later. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results. <laughs>